Welcome, Christian Israel, Pastor Eli James here, along with Dan from Georgia, and we are venturing into Isaiah. We have on record the first three chapters of Isaiah, and so we're picking up on Isaiah chapter 4, and uh, Isaiah has so much prophecy in it that uh, we're going to have to take our time and go through going through it and getting the uh, prophecies as correct as possible. Obviously, there are very few uh, Judeo-Christian uh, interpreters of Isaiah's prophecy that have anything correct, since they falsely believe the Jews are Israel. But we will do our best. All right. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. So let's get into it. Isaiah okay. chapter 4, and uh, the, this first verse is a very interesting one. Uh, we've talked about this verse a number of times, but let's go through it. Over to you. And just a little background here. Isaiah was the time frame of approximately um, 644, uh, yeah, 644 to 588 B.C. Okay. Um, it was written to the house of Israel, and another interesting fact is that 47 out of the 66 chapters in this books are quoted directly or indirectly in the New Testament. Okay. So, yeah, Just a little and, background there. <clears throat> and I think Isaiah is the only complete book of the Dead Sea Scrolls in Paleo-Hebrew, so that's very interesting. Uh, I think Yahweh wants this book preserved. <laughs> I think so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very okay. yeah, all right, let's go for it. All right, chapter 4, verse 1, And in that day seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own bread, and wear our own apparel, only let us be called by thy name to take away our reproach. Okay, so this would have to be at the near the very end, right? Mm -hmm. Because, uh, in other words, we're all going to become Mormons. And, uh, <laughs> right? So the only way I can see this happening is for a global war in which yeah. men are, you know, pretty much wiped out uh, down to one one-seventh of our official population as we see it now. But but now I think the last time we did this, we went through Isaiah, there was not COVID yet, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the death toll of COVID is piling up. And it's typically white people who are dying from COVID. And there's just a, a, a recent report issued from New Zealand showing that up to 30% of people who've taken the shots in New Zealand have died. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I, I don't know how that uh, dovetails with the rest of the world. Uh, I, I doubt that 30% of Americans have died. I think Americans seem to be uh, more, let's say, independent and don't believe doctors as much. I know my dad never went to a doctor unless he absolutely had to. And uh, most men shy away from doctors for whatever reason, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But my mother was, uh, what, what's the word for people who chronically visit doctors all the time for this ailment and that ailment? Hypochondriac. There you go. That describes my mother. And uh, she was always one ailment after another. I guess since, since she didn't have soap operas, <laughs> I'm talking about uh, late 50s, early 60s, when I grew up in that household, uh, she was the uh, hypochondriac, and my dad was the one who stayed away from doctors as much as possible. So let's continue. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. and let me read this this next first, and then I'll okay. It. In that day shall the branch of Yahweh be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. Okay. Could first one be referring to those who escaped the Assyrian captivity? That's possible, yeah. Uh, I, I'm wondering if there was ever a time when the Israelites, you know, were in their own land, and uh, the numbers of uh, men were so drastically low that seven women would attach themselves to one man. I'm mm -hmm. not sure if that ever happened historically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, we don't really have any written records of mm -hmm. that. So it's possible. It's possible because there was so much warfare going on, especially with the Assyrians. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and also it just a thought occurred to me that the so-called Phoenicians, 
who were actually Israelites sailing the uh, the seas, the, those were mainly men on those ships, and they might have left the, all the women behind. Mm-hmm. There's there's a story of, of the uh, I think it was uh, the oh the Scythians the Scythians uh, the the men went off to war and uh, they disappeared for forty years and left their women to fend for themselves right and mm-hmm. that, that, that they became Amazons in the meantime and then forty years later the men came back and the women said who are you <laughs> right so yeah. yeah so you never know it's certainly possible. So uh, now it's also possible that this is a figurative statement. If it is, because uh, but seven women, maybe it's talking about uh, the the breakup of uh, Israel culture into uh, what do you call it? Um, You know, churches, different churches. (laughs) That's that's possible. Okay, uh, we were uh, maybe, uh, maybe the seven isn't a literal seven, but it just yeah. means that you know many women would prefer you know would wanting to be take on a man's name, get married, yeah, take right. away their shame or reproach. <clears throat> yeah, but if we take this literally, then you know we really haven't seen that in history because usually when uh, there was a war and Israel was attacked, mm-hmm. the women and children suffered just as much as the men, right? But uh, yeah. when Israel went out to make war, especially if a, a war wasn't, uh, you know, authorized by Yahweh, then uh, they would uh, suffer horrible defeats. Okay, so Brother Eber says that uh, uh, his notes say that uh, he pro- that is Isaiah prophesied during the reign of King Uzziah, seven ninety one to seven forty B.C. And so what did you just say, Dan? What was your... I had 648 to 588, but that may be... And then I've got something up here. I've got another note that says 712 to 650 BC. So, <laughs> okay, so... The, 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 I'm the, not really sure, to be the, honest with you. Yes. Get, had the, whenever those kings reigned would be yes. the correct <laughs> Okay. Conference. Yeah, that covers all the bases, right? Yeah, so it just, <laughs> it just shows you how... The you know, Judeo-Christian mainstream theologians and historians are all over the place. But uh, the, the uh, record, the chronological record, by this time really has been set because, uh, you know, the when the Israelites finally did invade uh, Palestine and, and, and the uh, Canaanites, that 1446 B.C. was when they left uh Egypt, and then they invaded in 1406 BC. The, those the dates are now set in stone archaeologically, so you can just count the reigns of these kings from that that time forward, right? Yeah, we were talking mm-hmm. uh, uh, Isaiah 4 1 and 4 2. Okay, and so it's also possible that uh, you know the, uh, the the dates are talking about the, the the time that Isaiah prophesied about, rather than the time that he lived and to prophesy, you know, so we have to, we never know. <laughs> uh, you have to be really careful which dates we're talking about here. So good morning, everybody. Uh, it's cold in Harrison also, Mary. Uh, London's always cold this time of year, isn't it? Rainy and cold. All right, let's get back to it. Okay, yeah. verse three. And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion and he that remains in Jerusalem shall be called holy, even every one that is written among the living in Jerusalem. Now, I, th- I think we're talking about prophetic Jerusalem here, not the literal Jerusalem, because uh, mm-hmm. the uh, there. Now, it's also possible this is talking about uh, you know the, the first advent, but I still don't see the seven women shall take hold of one man. And uh, want to take his name and live with him, etc. Uh, I just don't see that ever happening any uh, any time historically, literally. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly in these end times, uh, it can happen. Now it's interesting though. And in, after World War One, we had the flapper period in America, and I don't know to what uh, extent in Europe. Probably it was going on in Europe also. So many men had died in the war that uh, very, very few women were able to marry, okay? So 
maybe it's talking about a, a period in history where you know marriage just, just doesn't work because uh, there's a, you know, how, how can one man support seven women you know in like right after World War One right so but mm-hmm. I think this is going to uh, be fulfilled at the second coming or near the second coming. Uh, that That's my view, unless somebody mm-hmm. has a better idea. <laughs> All right. Okay, yeah. back to you. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. Yeah. But I don't think that's what it's talking about. Um, no, it's not talking about, yeah. Because it, it, it was totally demolished. Right. So there would be no one remaining in Jerusalem in 70 yeah. AD. Yeah. So and, and scratch plus, that thought. <laughs> that's right. And plus, uh, Yahshua had put a curse on the city of Jerusalem yes. until the day yes. that they call upon his name, which will never happen as long as the Jews are in control mm-hmm. of that city. Right. And uh, Trump even gave, gave them more firm control than they had before. Okay. So they moved their headquarters to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv. So uh, mm-hmm. that that whole city is going to have to be demolished again, <laughs> right? And the Jews with it. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay, back to you. All right, verse 4. When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment okay. and by the spirit of burning. Well, there you go. That suggests the judgment day. <laughs> All right. mm-hmm. I, think, I think we're on to something here. All right. Keep going. And Yahweh will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and for a covert from storm and from rain. And let's see, covert, misstore, refuge. Yeah, covering. Yeah, there we go. So uh, this really sounds like the end times when there's be a kind of a repetition of the cloud that uh, protected the Israelites by night and day when they left Egypt. Okay, so however, I see there may this this may be a reference to the second Exodus when the Israelites crossed over the Caucasus Mountains, possibly. But uh, mm-hmm. but I don't see again uh, the the men lacking in numbers. There's no record of that happening uh, among the Israelites. In those days, it could be, it's possible because uh, the Israelites were being used as what a cover army, for lack of a better term, to fight the uh, hordes from the east uh, on behalf of the Assyrians. They, they kept them as uh, slaves and soldiers for that purpose. It's quite possible that you know, the Israelite men suffered great, uh, you know, great reduction in numbers in those days, but that uh, the business about the uh, spirit judgment by blood and spirit and burning, uh, you know, that's what we expect at the, at the judgment day. Okay. All right. Chapter five. Chapter five. <clears throat> now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. <clears throat> and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a winepress therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, between me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. <clears throat> and I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. 
for the vineyard of Yahweh of hosts is the house of Israel. Okay. And the mint of Judah is pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression. For righteousness, but behold, a cry. Okay. So, well, obviously this has happened frequently in the history <laughs> of the 12 tribes. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it, it could be a general you know, a curse for the fact that the Israelites always fell into depravity, right? And uh, we're begging for judgment, so to speak, and it came. So you know, this has happened over and over to our people. But, of course, there's going to be one last such judgment, and we're anticipating that very, very shortly. Woe to the wicked is the next heading here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Verse uh, 8. Woe unto them that join house to house, that lay field to field, till there be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. In my ears, said Yahweh of hosts, of a truth many houses shall be desolate, even great and fair, without inhabitant. Yea, ten acres of vineyard shall yield one bath, and the seed of an omer shall yield an ephah. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. And the harp, and the vial, and the tabret, and pipe, and wine are in their feasts, but they regard not the work of Yahweh, neither consider the operation of his hands. Therefore my people are gone into captivity, because they have no knowledge, and their honorable men are banished and their multitude dried up with thirst. So no doubt he's already, he's talking about the um, the 10 northern tribes who've gone into captivity here right, to Assyria. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, Brother Eber has uh, posted the Gill commentary about the seven women taking hold of one man. Uh, Gill says, Not in the days of Ahaz, when Pekah son of Ramalia slew in Judah 120,000 men in one day, that's Second Chronicles 28.6. As Kimchi thinks, for though there was then such a destruction of men, yet at the same time 200,000 women with sons and daughters were carried captive by the Israelites. Second Chronicles 28.8. But in the days of Vespasian and Titus, and in the time of their wars with the Judahites, in which were made such slaughters of men, that there were not enough left for every woman to have a husband, and therefore... Seven or a great many sue to one man to marry them, contrary to their natural bashfulness. So it's possible that this is a historical account by Isaiah, but I really think it's going to happen in the end times as well. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. Verse uh, 14. Therefore, hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory, uh-huh. and their multitude, and their pomp, and he that rejoices shall descend into it. And the mean man shall be brought down, and the mighty man shall be humbled, and the eyes of the lofty shall be humbled. But Yahweh of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. <clears throat> then shall the lambs feed after their manner. And the waste places of the fat ones shall strangers eat. Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin, as it were, with a cart rope. That say, let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it. And let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw near and come, that we may know it. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Mm. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Therefore, as the fire devours the stubble, and the flame consumes the chaff, so their root shall be as rottenness, and their blossom shall go up as dust, because they have cast away the law of, the, of Yahweh of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. Certainly true They're, of uh, Israel today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cast away <clears throat> his law. 
Therefore is the anger of Yahweh kindled against his people, and he has stretched forth his hand against them, and has smitten them. And the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Yeah, and it has to be the case, because uh, the Judeo churches are losing members in droves, number one from COVID, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and from uh, lame preaching. But all the churches still teach, if you just believe in Jesus, you'll be saved. And I think the flock has to be wondering, well, when are we going to be saved already, <laughs> right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. We have all these wars and rumors of wars. We have, uh, you know, disease, death, destruction. You go to a hospital at, at risking your own life instead of to get healed, right? Uh, where's all this salvation that the, the churches are preaching? It's, it's not happening. And nor has the rapture happened either, right? <laughs> so, uh, and that will uh, never happen. And that will never happen. And uh, But there's the ones who are still going to church, which uh, has to be very, very few in number, these days, I think the only churches that are doing well are the mega churches, but those are corporate businesses that designed to attract, you know, like Joel Osteen's church, and they're mm-hmm. usually tied in with uh, big corporations and television, right? They're the ones. But the, uh, the hometown churches are losing members in droves, and we can see why, because none of these, uh, you know, interpretations of Scripture by the Judeo-Christian pastors is worth anything. You know, it's a, nothing makes any sense from, from their perspective. Okay, back to you. Where was I? I was on uh, 25, I think, wasn't I? Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Therefore is the anger of Yahweh kindled against his people, and he has stretched forth his hand against them and has smitten them, uh-huh. and the hills did tremble, and their carcasses were torn in the midst of the streets. For all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. And he will lift up an ensign to the nations from afar, and will hiss unto them from the end of the earth. And behold, they shall come with speed swiftly. None shall be weary nor stumble among them. None shall slumber nor sleep. Neither shall the girdle of their loins be loosed, nor the latchet of their shoes be broken, whose arrows are sharp and all their bent, all their bows bent. Their horses' hoofs shall be counted like flint, and their wheels like a whirlwind. Their roaring shall be like a lion. They shall roar like young lions. Yea, they shall roar and lay hold of the prey and shall carry it away safe, and none shall deliver it. And in that day there shall roar against them like the roaring of the sea. And if one look unto the land, behold darkness and sorrow, and the light is darkened in the heavens thereof. <clears throat> okay, sounds like preppers <laughs> getting ready to do battle yeah. at the judgment day. All right. Very good. Chapter 6. Chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I also I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And, it's, and above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. <clears throat> and one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is Yahweh of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I will (laughs) dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, Yahweh of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Verse 8. trying to read what I have here in my notes about any of this. but Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. 
And he said, Go and tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they, be, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, Until the cities be wasted without inhabitant, and the houses without man, and the land be utterly desolate. And Yahweh have removed men far away, and there, there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land. Hmm. But yet in it shall be a tenth, and it shall return, and shall be eaten, as a teal tree, and as an oak whose substance is in them, when they cast their leaves. So the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. Okay, so uh, one-tenth of the holy seed will remain? <laughs> okay. That's what it sounds like, yeah. Yep, yep. The purging is taking place right now, or what do you call it, the pruning of the tree? Right? Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Okay. Now, if this was, is this, could this be referring to the uh, Babylonian captivity? Since yeah. this, the whole prophecy of Isaiah is about Judah and Jerusalem, right? which was, um, you know, talking about the Babylonian captivity, which was around five, I believe, 580 B.C. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, yeah, 586, as I recall. But, the, yeah. yeah, he's definitely, uh, I think the prophecies that we're reading about here are uh, re- repetitive. They happen over and over again to Israelites, okay? They happen, the Babylonian uh, captivity, the uh, Assyrian captivity, over and over again, and it, our people, and certainly today, so this this prophecy repeats itself until our people uh, until the the story finally ends right and is no yeah, longer yeah. repeated. I mean, it can yeah. definitely be repeated again. Yes, duly fulfilled. So yeah, uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely before the Babylonian captivity, Jerusalem and Judah went through hell. Yeah. Went through hell. Okay, and I think also the uh, Babylonian captivity is. Uh, uh, also prophetic in that the uh, the seventy years captivity we will be purged and the ones who survive will be the ones who build the kingdom as the, the those who survived then rebuilt the city of Jerusalem. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, again Jerusalem has a literal meaning and a prophetic meaning as well. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Chapter seven. And it came to pass in the days of Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the son of Uzziah, king of Judah, that Rezin, the king of Syria, and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, king of Israel, went up toward Jerusalem to war against it, but could not prevail against it. And it was told the house of David, saying, Syria is confederate with Ephraim, and his heart was moved, and the heart of his people as the trees of the wood are moved with the wind. Now, isn't this sad? Here we have brother fighting against brother. Again. Right. King yep. of Israel, Israel going up against Judah and siding with a foreign country. Right. Yep, siding with Israel. <laughs> right. Now, it's funny, too, because in these last days, we have the two schools. We have the conservatives, who are usually Judeo-Christians, siding with the Israeli state. And then we have the leftists siding with the communists, which means they're siding with the Jews also. So, uh, so, I mean, total, absolute confusion among our people because they don't know who they are. Yeah, I would say it's probably the most important thing of the Bible is knowing who Israel is. That's right. That's why why we have this confusion today, so much of it. Yes, never-ending confusion. I guess... I've been talking to a lot of people about this, and uh, they really have pretty much given up hope that uh, a number, a great number of our people will wake up. They're just going to have to learn the hard way, right, and go through the fire. At some point, they mm-hmm. have to wake up before they die. Otherwise, they die in their sin, right? That's the situation. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it's sad. Yeah. Verse 3. Then said Yahweh unto Isaiah, Go forth now to meet Ahaz, thou and Shir Jashub, thy son, 
at the end of the conduit of the upper pool in the highway of the fuller's field. And say unto him, Take heed and be quiet. Fear not, neither be faint-hearted, for the two tails of these smoking firebrands, for the fierce anger of Rezin with Syria and of the son of Remaliah. Because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Remaliah have taken evil counsel against thee, saying, Let's up. Let us go up against Judah and vex it, and let us make a breach therein for us, and set a king in the midst of it, even the son of Tabiel. Thus saith Yahweh God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. Okay, Tabiel is a Syrian. He's a Syrian, so they want to set up a Syrian over the house of Judah. Okay. For the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Rezin. And within threescore and five years, Ephraim be, shall, be, shall Ephraim be broken, that it be not a people. And the head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Remaliah's son. If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Okay, so, the, so he's prophesying against both the houses of Israel here for their mm-hmm. various uh, sins against Yahweh. Yep. Verse 10, Moreover, Yahweh spake again unto Ahaz, saying, Ask thee a sign of Yahweh thy God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, neither will I tempt Yahweh. And he said, Hear ye now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall huh. conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. No doubt this is Christ. Talking right. About Christ Amen. Here. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Yes, yes. But before... Yeah, uh, okay, mm-hmm. just real quickly, uh, Brother Aber and I had discussed this. Uh, uh, I think it's, oh, what's the word for... Actually, it's the same word as young maiden, okay, in the Hebrew. However, the the fact is, in in those days, the women were not uh, allowed to you know, get, go out of the house, right? <laughs> they, they they were usually uh, you know, set up with uh, with a husband by their parents. So it's very unusual for uh, an Israelite woman to not be a virgin. Okay, so, but however, the, what is it, the uh, Septuagint translation does use the word virgin here, and then there's a distinction between the word virgin and young woman, or young maiden, in, in, that, uh, in that context, in the Greek. So they definitely chose the Greek word for virgin, not young woman. Okay, back to you. All right, <clears throat> verse 16. For before the child shall know to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be forsaken of both her kings. Yahweh shall bring upon thee and upon thy people and upon thy father's house days that have not come. From the day that Ephraim departed from Judah, even the king of Assyria. And it shall come to pass in that day that Yahweh shall hiss for the fly that is in the uttermost part of the rivers of Egypt, and for the bee that is in the land of Assyria. And they shall come, and shall rest all of them in the desolate valleys, and in the holes of the rocks, and upon all the thorns, and upon all bushes. In that same day shall the Lord shave with with a razor that is hired, namely by them beyond the river, by the king of Assyria, the head and the hair of their of the feet, and it shall also consume the beard. <laughs> and it shall come to pass in that day that a man shall nourish a young cow and two sheep. And it shall come to pass for the abundance of milk that they shall give, he shall eat butter. For butter and honey shall everyone eat that is left in the land. And it shall come to pass in that day that every place shall be where there were a thousand vines and a thousand silverlings, 
It shall even be for briars and thorns. With arrows and with bows shall men come thither, because all the land shall become briars and thorns. And all, and on all hills that shall be digged with the mattock, there shall not come thither the bear of briars and thorns, but it shall be for the sending forth of oxen and for the treading of lesser cattle. <clears throat> Okay, so predicting war and then uh, a period of peace and another period of war, another period of peace. Let's see, what's Madoc? Madoc, a hoe. Okay, so a Madoc is a hoe. So then during times of peace, there'll be plenty of butter, <laughs> right? And yeah. sil silverlings, sil silverlings is money, okay, or whatever uh, counts for money in those days. All right, so um, again, uh, predicting uh, uh, the, the ebb and flow of wartime and peacetime among the Israelites. Okay, chapter 8. Okay, and, and now we're talking about the Assyrian invasion. Okay, back to you. Chapter 8. <clears throat> Moreover, Yahweh said unto me, Take thee a great roll, and write in it with a man's pen, Concerning Maher Shalal Hash Baz. And I took unto me faithful witnesses to record Uriah the priest and Zechariah the son of, Jer of Jeberechiah. And I went unto the prophetess, and she conceived and bare a son. Then said the Lord to me, Call his name Maher Shalal Hash Baz. For before the child shall have knowledge to cry, my father and my mother, the riches of Damascus and the spoil of Samaria shall be taken away before the king of Assyria. Okay. Yahweh spake also unto me, saying, For as much as this people refuse the waters of Shiloh that go softly and rejoice in Rezin and Remaliah's son, now therefore behold, the Lord brings up upon them the waters of the river, strong and many, even the king of Assyria and all his glory. And he shall come up over all his channels and go over all his banks. And he shall pass through Judah. He shall overflow and go over. He shall reach even to the, even to the neck, and the stretching out of his wings shall fill the breadth of thy land, O Emmanuel." Associate yourselves, O ye people, and ye shall be broken in pieces. And give ear, all ye of far countries. Gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Gird yourselves, and ye shall be broken in pieces. Take counsel together, and it shall come to naught. Speak the word, and it shall not stand, for God is with us. Okay, so don't rely on your own wisdom. Rely on the word of Yahweh. That's, just, mm -hmm. that's what Isaiah is telling us. Okay, verse 11. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I was trying to read my notes here. Oh, okay. Um, if I had anything to add to, to this. Um, but anyway, verse 11. For Yahweh spake thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of his people, saying, Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear nor be afraid. Sanctify Yahweh of hosts himself and let him be your fear and let him be your dread. Amen. And he shall be for a sanctuary but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. Bind up the testimony, seal the law among my disciples, and I will wait upon Yahweh that hides his face from the house of Jacob, and I will look for him. Behold, I and the children whom Yahweh has given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from Yahweh of hosts, which dwell in Mount Zion. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits 
and unto wizards that peep and that mutter. Should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. <laughs> okay. And they shall pass through it, hardly bestead and hungry. And it shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. And they shall look unto the earth and behold trouble and kindness, dimness of anguish, and they shall be driven to darkness. So that is the end of okay. chapter 8. And the word bestead in verse 21 means cruel. Okay. Hardly, hardly cruel and hungry. It shall come to pass that when they shall be hungry, they shall fret themselves and curse their king and their God and look upward. Well, how many times in history have we uh, fallen into that state, cursing our kings and you know our government? That's because we get the government we deserve. All yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what's happening here. They're that's going right. to uh, blame their, their government and God. Yeah, for, blame uh, Trump, blame you know, Biden. Okay. Yeah. We get what we deserve, and that's happened throughout history. And yes. We, you know, Yahweh used the Assyrians to punish our people and the Babylonians to punish our people. That's he, He's always used these other yeah. other people to punish the Israelites for their Yeah, and uh, they always think that uh, electing a different president will solve the problem, right? And it never works. <laughs> it never does, right. You know, okay. everybody thinks it's about Trump, too. They think he's going to oh. be a, a savior. Yeah. But, yeah, he's getting booed at his rallies. He, I think people are beginning to see through him. So that's good. That's a good sign. But uh, who's going to take? Really getting, he's yeah. getting booed. Yeah, he's getting booed. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, wow. they realize you know he was a traitor uh, when he created he created the COVID mess. Oh uh, yeah, well he yeah. bragged about being the father of the vaccine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then he's he went the one, to Israel and all that in. And... Yeah, right. Yeah. So what good is he? <laughs> right. And then he converted, he also to converted to Judaism. That's right. I was just getting ready to say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what good is he? No good at all. All right. No. And there won't be any good president ever again. Just won't. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if, if there's an election next year. We'll see. Okay. Well, you all know, right. we were our ancestors were given this warning back in Kings about having a man right? rule over them. And they didn't listen. And we've been stuck with this ever since. Right. Right. So we get what we deserve, yeah. right? Yeah, the prophecies of Scripture are just unfailing, absolutely unfailing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, chapter 9. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation. When at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. Uh -huh. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shined. Okay, that's the prophesying the second, uh, the first advent when uh, those uh, two tribes actually did witness Yahshua walking in their midst. Okay, yeah. yeah. Matthew 4.16. Okay. Um, thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. The, they joy before the, according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Median. For every battle of the warrior is confused, is with confused noise. And garments rolled in blood, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now this has happened several times throughout history, especially here in America, where our revolution against Britain was a, a, a thoroughly Christian uh, revolution started by the Christian pastors known as the Black Robe Regiment. 
okay? But you could say that Christianity, despite its faults, has uh, been the government of Yahshua Messiah, okay? Uh, however mm-hmm. imperfect it was and has been, it definitely was, okay? So this, But now we're looking forward to the pure government under Messiah and no, no how should I put it, no human mediator to mess things up, okay? All right, back to you. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. Amen. The zeal of Yahweh of hosts will perform this. Oh, can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait. That's what we're all hoping for. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, judgment and arrogance. uh, uh, Oh, judgment on arrogance and oppression. Well, yeah. When we become arrogant, we uh, you know we d- d- deserve judgment. All right, verse nine, uh, Sorry, verse eight. Verse eight. The Lord sent a word into Jacob, and it has lighted upon Israel, and all the people shall know, even Ephraim and the inhabitant of Samaria, that say in the pride and stoutness of heart, the bricks are fallen down, but we will build with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down but we will change them into cedars. Therefore, Yahweh shall set up the adversaries of Rezin against him and join his enemies together, the Syrians before and the Philistines behind, and they shall devour Israel with open mouth. For all this his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. For the people that turn not unto him that smite him, neither do they seek Yahweh of hosts. Therefore, Yahweh will cut off from Israel head and tail, branch and rush in one day. The ancient and honorable, he is the head. And the prophet that teaches lies, he is the tail. (laughs) The leader. Were you going to say something? No, I was just laughing. The the prophet that teaches lies is the tail, right? We got got a lot of tails hanging around today. No doubt. Yeah. The ancient and honorable, he is the head. And the prophet that teaches lies, he is the tail. For the leaders of this people cause them to err. That's right. And they that are led of them are destroyed. Therefore, the Lord shall have no joy in their young men. Neither shall have mercy on their fatherless and widows. For everyone is a hypocrite and an evildoer. And every mouth speaks folly. For all his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still. Yeah, and Paul repeats this. Uh, all have sinned and fallen mm-hmm. short of the glory of Yahweh, right? So uh, nothing changed in the New Testament. For wickedness burns as the fire. It shall devour the briars and thorns and shall kindle in the thickets of the forest and they shall mount up like the lifting up of smoke. Through the wrath of Yahweh of hosts is a land darkened. And the people shall be as the fuel of the fire. Oh, boy. (laughs) No man shall spare his brother. And he shall snatch on the right hand and be hungry. And he shall eat on the left hand, and they shall not be satisfied. They shall eat every man the flesh of his own arm. Manasseh, Ephraim, and Ephraim, Manasseh, and they together shall be against Judah. For all this his anger is not turned away but his hand is stretched out still. Okay, so this is the fierceness of the battle between the two houses. Civil Meaning, War. Yeah, Civil War. How many times yeah. have we we've seen that yeah. in the last couple hundred years? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, right now in Europe, I can see Civil War coming here in America between left and right, you know, mm-hmm. among our people. Uh, I don't know what's happening in Europe. Europe is just being flooded with immigrants. That, uh, you know, well, there may be a civil war between those who don't want the immigrants and those who do, right? But mm-hmm. I can't imagine, like in Germany, uh, well, the, the liberals are total idiots. So there's all kinds of liberals and socialists in Europe. So they may have civil war in Europe as well, between left and right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Europe's pretty much, I think they're pretty much done. Yeah, this right. Invasion, yeah. you know. Right, right. 
Yeah, although certain gov- I think it was Sweden has finally put an end to immigration. One of those countries put an end to immigration. So, but that means they still have all these Arabs and uh, you know Muslims and whatnot running around mm-hmm. the country raping white women, <laughs> right, and causing mm-hmm. causing all kinds of crime. So it's amazing that uh, you know that the people even tolerate this, but they do. Yep. Chapter ten. Woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees and that right grievousness which they have prescribed to turn aside the needy from judgment and to take away the right from the poor of my people that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. And what will you do in the day of visitation and in the desolation which shall come from from far? To whom will you flee for help? Where will you leave your glory? Without me, they shall bow down under the prisoners, and they shall fall under the slain. For all that, for all this, his anger is not turned away, but his hand is stretched out still. Now we've got judgment on Assyria, uh-huh. starting here with verse five. O Assyrian, the rod of my anger and the staff in their land. In their hand is my indignation. I will send him against a hypocritical nation, speaking of Israel, and against the people of my wrath will I give him a charge to take the spoil and to take the prey and to tread them down like the mire of the streets. Howbeit he means not so, neither does his heart think so. But it is in his heart to destroy and cut off nations, not a few. For he says, are not my princes altogether kings? Is not Kalno as Carchemish? Is not Hamath as Arphad? Is not Samaria as Damascus? As my hand has found the kingdoms of the idols, and whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and of Samaria, Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols, so do to Jerusalem and her idols? Wherefore, it shall come to pass that when the Lord has performed his work upon Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria and the glory of his high looks. For he says, by the strength of my hand, I have done it, and by my wisdom, For I am prudent, and I have removed the bounds of the people, and have robbed their treasures, and I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant man. And my hand has found as a nest the riches of the people, and as one gathers eggs that are left, have I gathered all the earth, and there was none that moved the wing, or opened the mouth, or peeped. Shall the act boast itself against him that hew with therewith? Or shall the saw magnify itself against him that shakes it? As if the rod should shake itself against them that lift it up. Or as if the staff should be lift up itself as if it were no wood. Therefore shall the Lord, the Lord of hosts, send among his fat ones leanness. (laughs) And under his glory he shall kindle a burning like the burning of a fire. And the light of Israel shall be for a fire and his holy one for a flame. And it shall burn and devour his thorns and his briars in one day. And shall consume the glory of his forest and of his fruitful field, both soul and body. And they shall be as when a standard bearer fainteth. And the rest of the trees of his forest shall be few, that a child might write them. And now... Starting with verse 20, it says this is the remnant of Israel will return. Okay. Without talking about uh, returning to uh, right. re- rebuild right. the, t- the temple. Yes. Amen. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay upon him that smote them, but shall stay upon Yahweh the Holy One of Israel in truth. The remnant shall return, even the remnant of Jacob, unto the mighty God, 
For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. For the Lord Yahweh, the Lord God of hosts shall make a consumption even determined in the midst of all the land. Therefore, thus saith Lord God of hosts, O my people that dwell in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian. He shall smite thee with a rod and shall lift up, lift up his staff against thee after the manner of Egypt. For yet a very little while and the indignation shall cease and mine anger in their destruction. And Yahweh of hosts shall stir up a scourge for him according to the slaughter of Median at the rock of Oreb. And as his rod was upon the sea, so shall he lift it up after the manner of Egypt. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. He that has come to Aath, he is passed to Migron. At Michmash, he laid up his carriages. Okay, so this last verse that uh let me read the whole thing verse 27 and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing i think this is talking about the israelites crossing over the caucasus mountains uh, establishing the nation states of europe under the banner of the messiah the anointed one Mm-hmm. That I think that's what this is prophesying, and it actually uh, is more specific in chapter 11. We'll get to that next week, so please continue. Okay, verse 29. They are gone over the passage. They have taken up their lodging at Geba. Ramah is afraid. Gibeah of Saul is fled. Lift up thy voice, O daughter of Galam. Cause it to be heard unto Laish, O poor Anathoth. Madmina is removed. The inhabitants of Gebim gather themselves to flee. As yet shall he remain at Nob that day. He shall shake his hand against the mount of the daughter of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. Behold, the Lord, Yahweh of hosts, shall lop the bow with terror, and the high ones of stature shall be, shall be hewn down, and the haughty shall be humbled. And he shall cut down the thickets of the forest with iron. And Lebanon shall fall by a mighty one. Okay. All right. Very good. We, we squeezed it in. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. We passed the ammunition. We'll see you all next week. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Take, take care, everybody. Bye bye. Yep. Bye.